Today we meet again to do our review of the main headlines in crypto for the month of May 2021. To do this, I am joined as usual by Mauro Capiello, CEO of Big Blockchain Innovation Group, and Alex Polterak, CEO of Alcinet. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Didier. I'll read off some headlines and then you can respond. So uh, on the subject of some major announcements by companies related to crypto, so Nexon is a Japanese-based company uh, in video games and has disclosed that they have purchased $100 million worth of Bitcoin. Uh, just for information, Nexon has a $3 billion market cap and is a top 30 holding of the Nikkei index. And they're owned by major mutual funds like Vanguard and Lazard. And they said to justify this, that since 2020, the U.S. has printed 40% more U.S. dollars than previously existed. Uh, we are not privy to conversations at the Central Bank of the Department of Treasury, but we foresee no end to this in the near term. Other headlines, Fidelity unveils digital asset analytics tools for institutional investors. Rothschild Investments buys a $4.75 million initial stake in Grayscale Ethereum Trust. Fidelity Bitcoin Fund has raised more than $100 million from investors. BlackRock says it's studying crypto, but cites volatility. Google search volume for cryptocurrency topics breaks all-time high. Carl Icahn says he may get in cryptocurrencies in a big way. So let's stop there for the time being. Anything that either Mauro or Alex would like to respond to or react to there? Uh, uh, very quickly, I think this next song thing, um, fully I, I understand the, the reason why they're doing it, obviously Tesla did the same, right? And um, what's the other guy? What do you mean, MicroStrategy from... Uh... Yeah, thank you, MicroStrategy, exactly. So they are suggesting to every company to do exactly that, right? Uh, I have, I saw videos where, you know, American companies say that, uh, you know, in terms of treasury management, uh, cash management, that's what they all do. And they put in, you know, a 1% or something. So it's kind of in line with, with all the others. Uh, you know, I think the question is, are they going to stay, right? So I hope they're going to stay and don't cause the, you know, the, the volatility again, which Tesla probably caused a little bit in the last two, three weeks. And then to the other points, Fidelity, I remember from 2017, they were the first in New York, uh, basically uh, starting to look at uh, cryptocurrency, how to provide that to their clients. And I think they have come a long way, as you can see, with analytics tool, with the fund they have. So yeah, I think uh, we are getting there with uh, with the big companies coming in. I'll also add that, uh, you know, with MTGOX, uh, mm -hmm. retail had to learn uh, how to withdraw their crypto from exchanges and keep it in mm -hmm. self-custody. Mm -hmm. And all those big companies haven't learned that lesson yet. So we will see how this goes. And uh, unfortunately, I expect some hack or some accident that will lead to like multi-billion dollar loss if you have these companies. And then they will probably like either completely quit Bitcoin or start to understand that it comes with some requirements, let's say technical yes. requirements. So you don't think they're all just delegating it to... Yeah, that's what I'm something. thinking. Of course, that's, of course they do. And that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. why I think uh, empty gox will happen again, but at the institutional level. <laughs> yeah, but do you think it's going to concentrate around the service provider? Because I, I agree with, D, with Didier, and probably many of them will 
just go to somebody who does it, right? They're not going to build internal infrastructure, custody infrastructure, security, people go to the, you know, regulators and get this approved. So they're all going to go to to Coinbase, to, you know, to the big ones. And do you think that the risk is going to be with the big providers? Yeah, definitely. I think the, okay. ri the risk is huge and they already kind of understand it, I think. And uh, mm -hmm. you can see that Tesla is already contributing to BTC Pay server, open source software, and to a few others. I mean, CrossStrategy also contributes economically to a few uh, different open source projects in the Bitcoin ecosystem. So they, they know that they need to invest into self-custody and yeah. software that will enable them to, to handle on their own. Okay, because when I read the next headlines, it goes directly a bit to what you're saying, Alex. So the more some more headlines related to companies and crypto. Asia's DBS, which is Development Bank of Singapore, uh, Asia's DBS launches a Bitcoin custody service. Bank of America joins Paxos Network, eyeing same-day stock trade settlement. S&P goes live with the Bitcoin and ETM crypto indexes. Van Eck fires starting gun in race for first US Ether ETF. Bitcoin services firm NYDIG hires CFO of Bridgewater Associates. Bitwise launches crypto company ETF on New York Stock Exchange. It's a crypto company ETF, not crypto directly. Microsoft is closing down its Azure blockchain service in September. Swiss Stock Exchange 6th and Bourse Extra list physically backed E3TP. And finally, U.S. Office of Foreign Assets Control is seeking blockchain analytics tools. Uh, you know, for me, this is it's quite robust news, right? As we can see, the, there's so many big, big companies and financial intermediaries now involved looking at it, taking action. It also feels that the U.S. is catching up with the rest of the world based on the news. Uh, obviously, Didi, I don't know what, which sources you have here, but it feels like the U.S. has finally uh, woken up a little bit to this and it's catching up, um, you know, in a, in a bigger scale. Uh, now, I'm sad about hearing about Microsoft, but in a way, I'm you not, know, for, I'm not. yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I was just about to say, in a way, for me, you know, cloud and blockchain decentralized just doesn't work together, right? You know, if you wanted to decentralize, decentralize, why would you go on a cloud? So, so from a philosophical point of view, it doesn't make sense to go on a cloud for blockchain services. But uh, Alex, absolutely. you're much better on, on that side. No, absolutely. And I think even Microsoft understood it. And, yeah. uh, you know, in 2016, I tried their Azure blockchain mm -hmm. uh, stuff. And yeah. I was surprised how convenient it was for a developer to start or for a company that wants to get understanding an overview of the space. You you get like a pre-synced node already configured and stuff. Of mm -hmm. course, it's like extremely far from decentralization, approximately at the opposite end of decentralization. Uh, they kind of Microsoft is the entry barrier for many companies developing stuff on, in the blockchain space. But then they kind of understood that there is no like real value in offering this service otherwise mm -hmm. than testing. And mm -hmm. apparently, yeah. yeah, they stopped all the, all this. So do you see others to follow? Because you remember, um, I know, do you remember Kaleido or something like that? It's actually 
consents, uh, consensus which provided this Kaleido. Have you heard of that, Alex? No. No. Okay. Yeah, they were. They also wanted to provide the full set of you know Ethereum-based Ethereum uh, testing infrastructure, so you could build. You had nodes and 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 so forth, and you could build your apps. So we'll see. What, I'm very interested to hear what the other cloud providers will do, which are have are trying as well. Yeah, but uh, Alex, you surprised me because uh, why do you think it makes no sense for Microsoft? Because of course it's a cloud and it's not really decentralized. That okay, but most people who are going to use the Microsoft blockchain services don't really know that it's not really decentralized and don't care or don't. So, uh, I'm not uh, sure about that. Uh, I think they see at the usage that people uh, use it to test conveniently, but then there is no like serious application running on top of it. Ah, and okay. Microsoft themselves, they don't use it. They now they run Ion Ion network on top of Bitcoin, so they they use like heavily the Bitcoin infrastructure itself, and they understand that the the value comes from <laughs> this decentralized Bitcoin infrastructure, not from their self-hosted service servers. Okay, fine. The next sort of theme headlines are related to the theme of crypto as a payment payment means and of course a little bit later we'll talk about the elephant in the room which is tesla but let's get let's talk about the other ones first facebook backed deem partners with silvergate bank to issue us dollar stablecoin deem withdraws its license application in switzerland tether releases breakdown of its 42 billion dollars in crypto reserves apple is looking for crypto experience in alternative payments in a job post PayPal exec says payments giant is working on crypto withdrawal capability. Coinbase offers new Bitcoin buying option with PayPal. Uh, State-owned Swiss uh, bank PostFinance launches an app supporting 13 cryptocurrencies. If I may just jump in, I, I what I always found striking is that we all thought that uh, Libra, uh, Facebook with initially their Libra, now it's called Deem, uh, was going to be the stable coin. And a year later, nobody touches it, nobody uses it. It's, uh, we thought Facebook was going to have the biggest head start, and in fact, not at all. What they did, though, they did help the industry, right, to get the attention. Uh, it did help uh, also in the US to get the attention. And I'm actually not 100% surprised that they were drawing it from Switzerland because I'm probably... They have been told to do it in the US. <laughs> but uh, Alex, you go, you go with the rest first. I think they, they help to understand that you shouldn't be asking for permission. And if you are in this position, you will probably not be able to do any permissionless network. So that's the main <laughs> lesson for me. <laughs> okay. So more crypto uh, headlines as crypto as a means of payment. Sotheby's to accept uh, Bitcoin as a means of payment for digital art. Whether they keep it in crypto or not depends on the artist. The, they say the artist or the seller can elect to keep it in crypto. The Strike, the Lightning Network uh, payments application is now the number one finance application in El Salvador. Now this is the funny one. Dallas Mavericks and Oakland Athletics are now accepting Dogecoin for payments, and we'll speak about that in a second with Tesla. So professional sports team is expecting a, accepting as a means of payment a coin that was originally started as a joke. And finally, Peter Thiel's Palantir Technologies now accepts Bitcoin for payments. 
I, I wanted if if it's okay to react on the post finance stuff. It's it's interesting because you see that many companies are trying to position themselves in the crypto space. Accidentally, I was applying with my new company for a bank account at PostFinance. And uh, after many, many, many blockchain-specific questionnaires, they refused our company. They refused to open an account uh, to our company while they are launching a new app that provides like crypto... Uh, buy and selling capability for their customers. So it's a bit of, uh, you know, schizophrenic move when on one side you don't want to, to have anything related to the blockchain or Bitcoin space. At, and at the same time, you offer Bitcoin and Ethereum to your customers because they, they demand. Also, uh, very contradictory to the decentralized nature of bitcoin because the the services they that they want to offer they try to have full control full kyc and obviously like they have some legal obligations that they are trying to to impose like much more it will be interesting how this schizophrenia will end up you know obviously i think it's a very good point we're now since they got the attentions, then they realized they have to be in it. They also realized that they have to come to these networks. And now they're obviously the gatekeeper, right? <laughs> As you said, because they can kind of keep you out of business by just not giving you accounts as uh, mm-hmm. services. And they're going to grow their own business. So that is probably what we're going to see in terms of market competition in this space uh, around here, right? I guess. Yes, for sure. The- the infrastructure to run your own company completely away from a bank is not quite there yet, but it's it's it will have to develop. Yeah, exactly. What I mean is we're, we're kind of a little bit in a corner, right? Or, or Alex is in a corner. Yeah, because uh, there's no banking services uh, on the on the blockchain or somewhere. Technically, yes, but, you know, we cannot, a company cannot get banking services from the blockchain, from a provider on there. It goes to the the ones to play as we know we have been around forever and they have you know quite some power okay finally moving on is tesla so of course they they said they'd stopped accepting bitcoin as a means of payment for their cars citing environmental issues this for me is 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 the real sort of mystery that i don't understand because of course he went on uh, musk went on saturday night live and said that dogecoin is a hustle you know a joke and then he says he's working with developers but i don't know of any developers on on this blockchain so for me it's it's really a a, a question mark because i can't imagine that the guy who's going to invest more than a billion dollars of it in his company didn't do his homework and then he comes out and says these things that really show you that he didn't do his homework because all of a sudden he goes all on about this renewable energy thing which no 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 i think he he has done his homework he's just manipulating the prices to to get cheaper bitcoin don't forget he just sold with tesla 10 percent at like almost all-time high and then he's like oh would be nice to to get it back to buy back okay that's how you see it okay do you think he's going to i don't think nobody in his level or around him can you know you know believe believe i cannot believe they don't know how bitcoin works right they don't know how the power consumption is how the security levels are i just 
For me, uh, that it's is definitely not something that he discovered recently. Exactly. That is just not, that's just impossible. <laughs> Other people speculate that he's going to come up with, I don't know, his solar panels and his batteries and say, now you can do mine. Now we're going to do it and we're going to do mining and you're going to store it on my... He has something up his sleeve, and then he'll say, now it's all green, now the screen lighting, you know. I, oh, sure. I, you know, I agree with Alex, you know. Obviously, he's basically able to <laughs> sell high and buy low, right? So moving on a little bit now, like Bitcoin and CBDCs, a few headlines relating to that. Uh, Bank of England deputy governor says CBDC is probable if public money is to survive. The Bank of England says investors should only buy crypto if prepared to lose all your money. On the other hand, uh, Australia financial minister says, I won't stand in crypto's way. And somebody who's uh, not a central banker, but Stanley Druckenmiller, the investor, says he sees crypto to replace dollar as the world's reserve currency. He says the dollar, he says, will lose reserve currency status in the next 15 years. The most likely candidate to replace it, crypto. Europe has too many problems. Nobody trusts China. And before he said crypto was a solution in search of a problem, and now he says the problem is identified. <laughs> I don't buy the crypto. Uh, yeah. Bitcoin maybe, but crypto, I don't buy it. I'm not sure either, because, uh, you know, as you probably know, there have been uh, Swiss guys, SMB with, with BIS and others, they have all done their studies with CBDC, they want to bring it in, they want to do something with it. Uh, I'm not sure. I think we're going to first, we'll probably, the US dollar as, as such, that is probably an issue that needs to be resolved or, or, or seen where they get to. If, you, if the dollar loses, who else is going to step up? Is it going to be China or not? For me, that's more, more urgent question. Now, and then how we, how we transmit money, that is for me clear that we're going to go, you know, blockchain based, right? We're going to kind of have the underlying infrastructure, the transport of it, and, the, you know, which is going to be much more technology driven through blockchain. Some headlines relating to investments in crypto companies. Polygon launches a $100 million fund to invest in DeFi adoption. DeFi dashboard Zapper raises $15 million to build on-platform App Store. Thiel-backed Blocked One injects billions into crypto exchange. Multicoin raises $100 million for crypto venture fund. And PayPal crypto partner Paxos raises $300 million at a $2.4 billion evaluation. Well, my own comment there, I would probably say, is uh, the biggest advantage to DeFi, which is very big, is that it gets you around all the tremendous friction you have due to overregulation, and that's a huge advantage. Is DeFi really safe? Is it and is it, is it really de decentralized? And is it safe? That is. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Alex, but we're dealing with smart contracts, right? Mostly, there's no personal deal size. We're dealing yeah. with with smart contracts. The issue is more. When will the regulation come? It's not even about you know how we how DeFi is doing technology-wise, if it's decentralized or not, or all of that. I think we're gonna get probably as soon as it grows. I could foresee that if it has any anything like ICO taste, you know that it's gonna become a bubble. I think the regulator will probably try to step in very quickly and, yeah, and but that's when we'll see if it's really decentralized so, or not if they yeah, can pull the so plug. exactly right so right. for okay. me DeFi is bitcoin bitcoin is DeFi. bitcoin is decentralized finance 
then everything you build as a company on top of Bitcoin or Ethereum or whatever, it's companies doing business. It's not DeFi, it's companies doing businesses. Mm -hmm. And these companies are obviously subject to regulation in the countries where they operate. So uh, I don't like, I don't really believe that 99% of the, current, of the current stuff will survive into like few years from now, mm -hmm. uh, because there will be definitely crackdown from the governments that want to apply the same rules on, on these companies as on their banks. Yeah. And only the truly like decentralized stuff that the software is run by the users and there is no company behind it will survive in this decentralized way. Finally, a few last headlines. Definity finally launches its internet computer and Cardano staking goes live on Kraken Exchange. I just looked at uh, Definity, you know, the, on the website, they have a deck you can scroll through and it seems to me, and Alex, you know, jump in here, but it seems to me the, you know, the ingredients to the service is probably similar to Ethereum is just kind of trying to uh, make it work better. So I'm following Definity since quite a long time and now mm -hmm. like looking into what's uh, been published and um, I have a lot of difficulties to, to understand and to word what it is really about. So for me it's a distributed, distributed cloud platform. For me, it's not uh, a decentralized network or these canisters, whatever. Canisters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of virtual machine that are distributed among uh, different data centers. And you can have like cryptographic uh, proofs that, uh, that this virtual machine is running exactly the software as you, as you intended uh, in a distributed way. Uh, but it's not... Uh, decentralized uh, or it's not even a blockchain properly right. speaking right, so right. yeah it's interesting and for now the the only wallets and interface that i have seen are websites there is no possibility to install some open source software on your own computer to run a local node that connects to this definity network and to query through your own node you're forced for now at least uh, to go through some centralized websites so it's really mm -hmm. different from my blockchain experience let's say well thank you very much gentlemen let's try to keep it short and sweet so we'll finish it here and we'll meet again in one month's time thank you bye. have a great weekend thank you bye-bye guys bye-bye thank you bye guys bye-bye If you'd like to get in contact with me, you can visit the website of the podcast. The website is theswissroadtocrypto.com and sign up for the newsletter and send me an email there. If you would like to help other people find this podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You can do that even if you don't have an iPhone. Go to Google, type The Swiss Road to Crypto, scroll down to the bottom of the page and leave a review or give it a five-star rating if you so choose. That helps other people find the podcast as well. I would also like to thank my producer, Michael Junot, who helps me tremendously in producing and editing this podcast.